Bless God. So the title of today's sermon is The Empowering Flames of Pentecost, Igniting the Fire Within. Turn your Bibles to the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 through 11. I believe Brother Malik already put it in the chat if you're on Facebook. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and it says, On the day of Pentecost, let's take a pause for the cause. Pentecost was also a Jewish feast, right? On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And this is the place Jesus told them to stay. And when I say all the believers, it's not just men. There was men and there was women. When I say believers, I'm not just talking about the 12 apostles. I'm talking about Jesus' brothers was there. Oh, I thank God for grace. How many people thank God that God has grace on spiritual late bloomers? Amen? I'm a spiritual late bloomer myself. Verse 2. Suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Suddenly. That's a word for somebody. That's a Rima word for somebody. Suddenly. Suddenly. Somebody say suddenly. Suddenly. There was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. There was a sound. Revival has a sound. Ignition of inspiration has a sound. Importation has a sound. Brothers and sisters, I'm speaking to someone. You have to change the soundtrack of your life. Oh, there's a place for celebratory music. There's a place for oldies. There's a place for workout music with beats per minute. But it doesn't take the place of the sound of heaven, the soundtrack of faith, the soundtrack of grace. Revival has a sound. It sounds like worship over worry, praise over panic. It has a sound. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, it may have a sound of praying in the Holy Spirit. So it's a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. So there was a sound and there's a feeling. There's warfare against vitality. There's warfare against enthusiasm. There's warfare. And I get it. The spirit subject to the prophet. I visited a church many moons ago. And they were like throwing chairs. And I was like, this is not the place for me. But I'm, I, like sometimes when the Holy Spirit hits you and you move like this, that's not crazy. Because there's a feeling. Revival has a feeling. Revival has a sound, and revival has a feeling. I thank God that they overanalyzed it. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Ooh, there's a posture. And then when what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, not just Peter, not just the men. Come on. Not just the former Pharisees. Not just the people that were John's disciples previously. Or not just the zealots or the tax collectors. Each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. Ooh, the Holy Spirit used to come in the Old Testament in visitation. Now the Holy Spirit is coming in habitation. Yes. Yes. Filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. 
The language is just more of a prayer language. They were evangelistic languages. This is the reversal of the Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel. They wanted to build an idol. And so God had to change their languages. And so the, so they bring together all these people that were exiled. I want to let you know that sometimes exile is in the plan of God for your life to bring others to Christ. People, Jews who left to live in other places that integrated and adapt, adopted and adapted to other cultures. Learned their language, learned the way they dressed. When they came back for this feast, when they came back for this festival, God was stirring a core of believers to pray in such a way that the people heard their language. And God is still raising up saints that speak the language of the oppressed, that speak the language of the poor, that speak the language of people who need the Lord. And it says that the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. First time, verse 5, at this time there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard that loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own language being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee. And they heard them speaking in their own native language, languages. Here we are, Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, the areas of Libya, around Cyrene, visitors from Rome. I love that how early church people were people of color, right? Both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. Oh, there's going to be a revival with our Arab brothers and sisters. And we hear all these people speaking in our own language about the wonderful things God has if you're powered by the Holy Spirit, you should be speaking about wonderful things that God has done. Not how wonderful you are, not how cute you are, how dope your church is. Wonderful things that God has done. Amen. And that means you have to journal the journey. That means you need to take time every week to think about your testimony. Do you take time for your testimony? Do you take time and audit your anointing, audit your ambitions, and think and reflect and sit, saturate and soak what God has done in your life so you can speak to others? People that speak the language of ESG and DEI and equity, that you come and you thank God. People that speak the languages of the street, you come and you give God glory. People that speak the language of high finance. People that speak the language of high achievement. People that speak the language of Wall Street. People that speak the language of the hood. People that speak the language of the suburbs. People that speak the language of Republicans, of Democrats, of Independents. That you would come and speak about the wonderful things God has done in your lives. But you can't speak about it if you don't think about it. And it can't be the same thing, brothers and sisters. 
Today we want to explore the flames of the Holy Spirit, the encounter, the unity, and the empowerment. So let's look at big idea number one, the flame of the encounter, a divine encounter that ignites the flame within. Some of you, you have lost your flame. And you need to restore back the flame. Pentecost marks a life-changing encounter between the disciples and the Holy Spirit. Energy. The Holy Spirit gave them energy. Energy. Changed the world. Peter used to be terrified. The disciples that said, Jesus, Jesus, wake up. We're going to drown. Is the same disciple that, that wrote later in his epistle. Trust the Lord in the midst of all your trials. Encounters with God propel us into destinies. You have to cherish encounters. Second big idea is the flame of unity. It was the flame of encounter is the flame of unity. A flame that unites and ignites the church. If you look at Acts chapter 2, later on, verse 42 and 47, is that all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing of the meals, including the Lord's Supper. So it's the meals, but it's also the communion. And communion wasn't just done in, in temple. You and I, we can break bread and take a portion of that dinner to sanctify as a, commun a, co uh, a communion. The Penelas can eat dinner, and on Friday nights, they can take a portion of that dinner and sanctify it as communion. Communion is not just a pastor, anything. You can have communion in your house every Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Yes. So it says that the, 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 the believers were devoted to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And a deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all these believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. You know why they was able to do signs and wonders? Because they were in a reciprocal environment where people came with expectancy. They came with faith, and they came faithfully. I'm going to say that again. They came with faith and they came faithfully. You want Brother Pete to preach and you feel goosebumps? Come to church and come with the spirit of expectancy. Yes. So this flame brought unity and this unity, I, I know we look at it, oh, unity, that's so cute. These people hated each other beforehand. Oh, come on, talk about it. These Greeks, these Jews, these Arabs, these people hated each other. But that's what the Holy Spirit does. Pentecost brought people from diverse backgrounds together, forming a united and devoted church. Yes. Jack Hayford, who went out to be with the Lord. And let me tell you, brothers and sisters, side, sidebar. Many of the saints are going out to be with the Lord. Recently, three of my favorite theologians, Tim Keller, Jack Hayford, and Michael Heiser, all died within three months of each other. And Charles Stanley. And the, oh, the saints, we have to keep this, we have to carry the baton. Yes. 
And the last thing is the flame of empowerment. This is the flame that empowers us for mission. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You'll be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria. That was a big deal. These Jewish brothers and sisters didn't like Samaritans. <laughs> That's why when Jesus told the story of the good Samaritan, that blew their mind. That's, that's, that blew their mind. I'm not going to even tell you what that's like. But it, it's, it's, it was mind-blowing to them. It stirred up. It made them mad. Mm. It made them mad. Mm. And he said, you've got to be witnesses of Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You know what's powerful in the scene? Was it Brother Philip that baptized the Ethiopian eunuch? Mm-hmm. It was Acts chapter 7, right? And then, you see how God orchestrated for, for this important man from Ethiopia to pass by? And then they said, they, they, and then Philip was right there hearing him read, I think, the book of Isaiah. And then Philip explained it to him, right? And it was the Holy Spirit that gave Philip the ability to have rapport with the Ethiopian eunuch. Amen. I'm not sure Philip could have done that without the Holy Spirit, Brother Warren. I'm not sure. And so the Holy Spirit, the unit comes and he goes, I'm going to be baptized. Mm. And Philip's like this, I, I don't know that rule. I don't know that rule. I, I, remember, eunuchs couldn't go into the temple. And he's like, I, I don't know that. I don't know that rule. And he goes, yes. And he baptized him. And then the legend has it that the Ethiopian went back. And now Ethiopia has one of the most purest purest historic Christian community in the world. I mean, you know, let me, let me get away from the Pope. This is like opinion, not fact, right? They even said the Ark of the Covenant was in Ethiopia. Easy, easy. Right? And so, this is what the Holy Spirit does, fam. This is what the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm going to tell you a story. Acts 8. Acts 8, thank you. <laughs> Sister Natalie and Brother Pete have different gifts. Pete called to proclaim, Natalie called to exclaim, right? <laughs> Come on. But one day, Natalie was operating out of her gift mix, and she was giving out little flyers, right? Very important person in the world of her, car, of her school was giving out flyers, inviting strangers. You know, see, sometimes God makes you operate in a way that's below your station. Mm. And she's on Broadway, right? Giving out flyers. And then one day, a sister named Margaret, Passing by. Margaret possesses her masters, and Margaret possesses her leadership license for the most elite leadership school and education from Bank Street. Passes by, and now because here's a flyer. And Margaret goes, Thank you. She probably says, This is an English church. <laughs> and now we say, Yes. And now Sister Margaret is one of the pillars of our church. Married to Pastor Kenny, brings our whole family. Why? A Holy Spirit encounter. One day, Brother Warren didn't look like the Brother Warren that was here. <laughs> Dreads, right? Looking big and mean, right? Looking like he hang out with Beanie Seagull and all of the thing, right? He did, right? State property people, right? State property. And he, he said, Atlanta, God gets a hold of him. He's a mental. 
Don't know what he's doing there, but God has a plan. Then he comes back to live here to be like, you know, a black creative, right? <laughs> to be over here. And then he looks for a victory outreach, and he comes in here, and then we put him to work in the base, right? And we're like, hey, brother. Hey, big homie, go downstairs and pack some candy. Look at the Lord Jesus, right? You went downstairs and pack candy, right? It was a Holy Ghost. One day, Sister Stacy was walking her dog. Looked like a dinosaur. Big dog. Big dog. I was scared. And then she said, what's this? I said, it's a church. Keep the dog over there. All right? And then, and then he was like, it was like Game of Thrones, right? She was a big dragon, right? And then, um, the mother of dragons, right? And then, and then she was like, oh, I'm going to come back to this church. You know how many people told us that we give out thousands of bottles of water? They've been in it's been 10 plus years, a pillar of this church. Yeah. A pillar of this church. All right, I'm going to end. It's 15 minutes. Sister Stacy forgot to tell me 10 minutes. Oh, I thought you said praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, the... The world is succumbing to a, a, a apathetic spirit. Mm. The world is using a beautiful philosophy called stoicism to overcope with things. Nihilism, right? you're like, why are these words, right? They're, like, like they don't care. The world don't care, and sap the energy. But energy is a difference maker. Mm. You want to work, go back to school, serve the Lord. You need energy. Amen. You want to raise your kids to, to be smart and SAT prep and soccer and this and this. You need energy. Yes. You want to ride, raise in your career. All the bosses are toxic and you want to bring this anointing up the, the ladder a little bit. You need energy. Yeah. And you're not just going to get it through kale juice. You, the kale juice will help. But, <laughs> but you need the Holy Spirit. Yes. You need the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let us embrace the encounters with the Holy Spirit. Let us embrace unity and let us embrace the empowerment. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray. Forgive us for grieving the Holy Spirit. Yes. Teach us, Lord, how to be saved and sanctified, how to be holy and happy. Teach us that balance, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord, that we would honor the Holy Spirit. We will welcome the Holy Spirit's guidance, empowerment, and Holy Spirit to be our source, to be our secret source. Holy Spirit, teach us how to bring the glory to Jesus and do the will of the Father in our lives. Teach us to be winning witnesses. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, fam. I pray that you were ministered to by that sermon. And if you're watching, we would love for you to meet us.